They say insanity is doing the same thing over and over again while expecting different results. Well, if that's the case, Mushfiqur Rahim was certainly insane during this series against South Africa. After the first game, when he won the toss, elected to field first, and South Africa put up 496 for three in their first innings, you would have thought he learned his lesson. Faf Duplessis, in the pre-match press conference for the second test, when asked what he would do if he won the toss, said, perhaps jokingly, I'll leave that to the Bangladesh captain. Well, Mushfika certainly took it literally because when he won the toss in the second test, he once again elected to field first. The first test pitch was flat. The second test pitch was flat. You got clobbered in the first game. Why, oh why, would you make the same mistake again, Mushfika? I don't know what was going through his mind. And Bangladesh got spanked even more than they did in the first test this time around. They conceded 429 runs on the first day alone. It was an absolute farce. The Bangladeshi bowling attack was so pedestrian, it wasn't fun. Couldn't take wickets, and they were batted out of the game both times in that first innings. Why or why didn't Ushvikur bat first? In the first game, it seemed obvious enough, but surely after what transpired in that game, the pitch you saw for the second game, you would have learned your lesson. It was a bizarre decision that cost Bangladesh a chance to compete in this game. I don't think the result would have been any different if they had batted first, but at least they might have had a better chance. And for Mushfiqur Rahim, this is just another tactical blunder from a guy who has been well documented for such issues in the past. But don't let this toss drama detract from the real problem for Bangladesh, and that was their lack of skill and lack of experience outside Asia. Bangladesh don't play a lot of test cricket outside Asia. They don't play a lot of test cricket full stop. But it showed that lack of experience. This was their first tour of South Africa since 2008. Some of the most fast bowler friendly pitches in the world, usually. But the pitches they saw were pretty benign, quite flat. So you thought, hey, maybe they actually have a chance on these types of pitches. Absolutely not. They got humiliated in both games, especially in the second game, at least the first game they took to the final day. The lack of skill in their fast bowling department is worrying. When you look at the test bowling averages of the bowlers that were in the squad, that played in this series, all five played at least a test in this series. They're all above 50, except for Mustafisur Rahman, who is the great hope for Bangladeshi fast bowling. His average in test cricket is a very respectable 32, and he is a highly skilled talented young bowler. He is a guy who is going to shoulder the burden of the Bangladeshi fast bowling for a long time to come. But I'm looking at the rest of them and I'm thinking, what do they have to offer? Tuskin is young, he's quick, but he has no control and he doesn't do a lot with the ball. Rubel Hossein, he's quick, he's been around for a while, but he's never had discipline to his bowling. Subashish Roy is a military medium pacer who does little with the ball. And finally, Shafayul Islam is very similar to Subashish. Notice a trend? Lack of skill, lack of movement. That is something that the Bangladeshi bowlers weren't able to do enough. They weren't able to get the ball to move to swing. Yes, the conditions weren't actually very helpful for fast bowling, but nonetheless, they offered very little. Not only that, but they weren't able to push the South African batsmen back. Ball bounces 
a short pitch barrage to get them jumping, to put them on the back foot. The Bangladeshi fastballers simply don't look capable of doing that. And to be fair, you can't blame them. They don't play a lot of cricket, the Bangladeshi fastballers. In Bangladesh, Bangladesh almost always go with three spinners. So only one fastballer plays. These fast bowlers, a lot of them don't get a lot of match practice. And even if they do play, they usually don't have to bowl a lot of overs in Asia. So this was a completely different challenge for their fast bowlers, something that they haven't experienced, to be quite honest. These fast bowlers are going to need to play a lot more in these conditions to get better. They simply don't have the experience and the skill. They can't develop that skill without playing. So it's a real catch-22 for the Bangladeshi fast bowlers. But the bottom line is, outside Asia, they can't rely on their strong spin bowling. That fast bowling unit, which is not good enough, is going to keep on getting exposed. They're not going to have a chance to win in these conditions with that fast bowling unit. The batting similarly lacked skill in these conditions. We know Bangladesh have very talented batsmen, but the South African bowlers, Mone Morkel, and in particular, Kaiso Rabada, they were able to get the Bangladeshi batsmen jumping with a bouncer barrage, get them in their shell, get them jumping, playing on the defensive, playing with fear. And the Bangladeshi batsmen did not have an answer to that short ball barrage. A lot of wickets falling to the short ball, and Mushfikur actually had to go to hospital after he was hit during the second test. Mushfikur's struggles against the short ball are very well documented. He's a pretty short guy to begin with and South Africa ruthlessly exposed that weakness. You've got to feel sorry for Mushfikur. Yes, he made a wrong decision, but it's like he kept on getting punished for it every single day during that series. It was tough to watch for Mushfikur, and now his captaincy is on the line. Big question marks are being asked. But once again, much like the toss, I think that's detracting from the main issue for Bangladesh. That's looking for a scapegoat. The real issue is their lack of skill in these conditions. The batsmen simply had no answer to South Africa's fast bowling. If you had a look at the gulf between the two teams, the South African bowlers were able to get the ball to talk, able to get the batsmen on the back foot. The Bangladeshi bowlers, they weren't able to do that. And the South African batsmen, they were able to build innings, play the long innings. You saw a lot of starts for the Bangladeshi batsmen in this series, but there were no centuries. No one was able to go on and get a big one. You have to do that to win games of cricket. And I know that Shakib was not there during this series and Tamim wasn't available for the second game. That's two of your best players. But still, that does not excuse what we saw in their last three innings this series. The first innings in the first game wasn't too bad. There were a lot of starts, but it wasn't too bad. But the last three were nothing short of cataclysmic for this Bangladesh team. They didn't put up a fight. And at the end of it, you felt they were glad that it was all over. They were simply outplayed by South Africa. Now, I don't think it was fair to ever expect them to go to South Africa and win, but I think they would have liked to have competed better. Given the success they've had in Test cricket at home in the last few years, I think they would have liked to bring that form away from home. And I thought the series that they played in New Zealand just at the start of this year was a step in the right direction away from home. But it appears like one step forward, two steps back for Bangladesh. At the moment, the reality for this team is while they'll be competitive at home with their spin bowling attack. Away from home, where you have to rely on your fast bowling, they simply don't have the skill to get it done at the moment. And their batting, for the most part, struggles against high-quality fast bowling, particularly 
the shortfall. So I thought certainly a learning curve for Bangladesh and hopefully they can be better next time they play outside Asia. But it's not all doom and gloom for Bangladesh. I think this was just a reality check and the plight they experienced in this series, I think, was quite beautifully epitomized by the struggles, the torture of Mushfiqur Rahim in this series. Hopefully, though, for his sake and for Bangladesh's sake, they can bounce back from this one soon.